This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This week on RVER, sponsored by Progressive Insurance. Hey, Chief, we got a damaged RV on its way to the OR. Well, that sounds like a job for the new head of RV surgery. <laughs> Wait, are you promoting me? Congrats, Martinez. Doctor, that RV's flatlining. Well, that sounds like a job for the new head of nursing. So you're just promoting everyone now? Yeah, kind of looks that way, doesn't it? When your RV really needs saving, Progressive has you covered. See if you could save with a leader in RV insurance. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates covered subject to policy terms. Gearheads know that some projects need so many parts, it feels like you need a whole storage unit just to store them. That's what eBay Motors' 122 million parts are for. Think of it as your virtual parts garage. They've always got the right fitment at the right prices. Use the eBay Motors app or visit ebaymotors.com. Let's ride. Yet again, that middle podcast. Straight into it. How are you doing, guys? It's, I've got Mickey with me today. How are you doing, mate? Not too bad, fella. Not too bad. All good. Yeah, we've joined two weeks running by two very special guests. I'll start with Paul. How are you doing, Paul? You all right? Yeah, I'm very good. Thank you, Imar. Welcome good to be back. here again. Nice, nice to see you again. And uh, also, same to Neil. How are you doing? You all right? Hi, Omar. How are you going, mate? You are right? Great to be yeah. here. Very well. So we obviously we got Paul Turner, Neil Fizzler, um, guest last week. We're going to carry on our little debate special from last week, which went down really well with everyone. Obviously, we'll crack on straight into, obviously, not too much to talk about on-field since the last time we met, but I'm sure we'll have a few things to discuss off-field today as well. Um, I guess we'll talk about the football side of things to get out of the way. Obviously, the last couple of games have been a bit up and down for Millwall. We got that nice win away to Preston. And then, obviously, we had the game against uh, Huddersfield on the weekend where we obviously lost 3-0. But last night, I think we dug out a nice 0-0 uh, draw away from home. Um, Neil, I'll come to you first. What did you make of the last three games? We'll talk more about last night because it's fresh in the memory. But yeah, it's been a bit up and down, but it's one of those things, isn't it? It's been a bit of a mixed bag, hasn't it? We, yeah, we started off brilliantly at uh, 
Preston, I think we ripped him a new one for most of the gang. Uh, Saturday's best forgotten about, I think. Poor formation, poor result, poor performance. Pretty poor all around. And last night, it is what it is. Not too many teams will go to Norwich and they'll keep a clean sheet this season. They're going to be there or thereabouts. Most of them players were playing in the Premier League last year. So to go up there and to do what we did was pretty good. I'd have just liked us to have been a little bit more attacking-minded. I'd like to think that we kind of, we were all hopeful. We, Me and Mickey done a preview the other day with Canary Cast, Jacob. Um, but I think we kind of knew the undertone that we'd play to not get beat last night. And to be honest with you, I feel like it was the kind of right game plan to go with because Norwich were one of those sides that will pull you to pieces. I mean, Paul, did you catch the game yesterday? What did you make of it? Yeah, I did. Um, I thought it was a very good performance. I, I said I said about last week's performance at um, Preston that that was the best I'd seen them play this season so far. I would suggest that the, the, the Norwich game was a very close second. I thought it was a very good performance. When I saw the lineup, I thought, fuck me, you know, this is, you know, we're going to be, it's going to be like the Alamo. Um, but I thought the defence played really, really well. I thought, I thought the midfield, I mean, we know our limitations up front. We know what they are. I'm sure the management team know, know that as well. Um, now that the Zahor has got this calf tear, which I called last time, mm-hmm. um, I think I think at the end of the day, as you've said, Omar, going to Norwich, getting a point, I think is a really good result. My only, you know, disappointment, if you like, is the, the, the game in the middle, which I thought was completely dog shit. Yeah, hard game, wasn't it? I mean, obviously, a 3-0 defeat to Huddersfield. Didn't expect it, to be honest. Obviously, it's classic Millwall. We're on a wave. You know, we've not lost a game since we came back from the international break at the start of October. And then, you know, sucker punch straight back down to earth. I mean, it wasn't great from the get-go. I think we huffed and puffed. I think I'm starting to see the demands of the league and stuff. I think, you know, we've not played Bennett the last two games from the start, which I thought was a bit of an interesting call. But I think you're seeing there, like, the limitations we've got with the squad trying to change things around. You mentioned last night as well. Obviously, we made a few changes. Ben Thompson coming back in was obviously nice to see him again. I thought he played pretty well last night. Obviously, typical Thompson, put himself about. Um, Ferguson coming in at the middle as well was interesting. But, you know, he offered something, you know, steady Eddie sort of thing. So, I thought he didn't do himself any uh, disjustice yesterday. You mentioned the striker situation. Well, Rod Farson was leading the line yesterday. And unfortunately for us, I, I, I don't know. I think Sahor injured for two months. He's only got, I think, three days left on his uh, loan deal after he comes back or if he comes back on time. Mickey, I mean, you know, we're talking about unluckiness and how we've kind of cursed with strikers at the minute. It's not great, is it? Oh, we seem to be um, we seem to be shopping in the St John's ambulance, fucking <laughs> care centre, don't we? Do you know what I mean? We, we seem to be getting players made out of glass rather than um, you know anything else. Um, again, you know, um, obviously through a, a source, what will will remain nameless, we called it. Um, before Saturday's game, that it was a calf injury and he weren't going to be playing. And then, but me, come to Monday, we suddenly get, oh, yeah, he's out for X amount of weeks. We called it with, um, we called it with the other one as well. So, you know, we seem to call, call these injuries and stuff when they come up. So, um, our sources seem to be proving all right. But, look, I don't know what it is. I mean, I think some of the players we're getting... Um, if they were good enough, they'd be playing for their teams they were. We're getting them with, obviously, a few injuries and um, and not necessarily, 
you know, firing on all cylinders. But I think once they, you know, I think Parrot coming back, um, once he, you know, once he comes back, if we just guide him in slowly, um, I think it'd be all right for us. You've got to feel for Rowett a little bit. I think, you know, he's come in, I, I, said, I mentioned it um, on a tweet earlier today, actually, because I think it was working around, but he mentioned in his interview last night, we've never lost a back-to-back game under Rowett, which I find impressive. Like, you know, we've had 40-odd games with him in charge and we've never lost one, uh, more than one in a row. So uh, he's obviously shored up our defence. We're getting all the credit for the clean sheets we're making. He's signed a couple of Premier League loanies. I mean, I don't know how much the horror's on, but I can only imagine playing for Cardiff then moving on to uh, West Brom, then getting his little bumper when he got promoted last season with West Brom. He must be on a fair wage and Mill must be taking up a fair bit of that. Then for him to get injured after playing quite well last week and getting a goal, I mean, Neil, it's, how's your luck with Brown? You know what I mean? It's not great, is it? No, it's not really. Uh, yeah, but I guess it's Troy Parrott's a young person, yeah, a young player. He's going to have these kind of problems, growing pains or whatever you like. I think it's unfortunate with him. I don't know what his injury record was like at Tottenham, but I can't imagine it's quite as bad as it's been here. Uh, Zahor looked very promising, I must admit. After he almost took the corner flag out with that shot, he kind of improved, didn't he, at Preston? And looked off summit about him, and you started to get a little bit excited. Blimey, well, we might have had someone here. Bavardson... Well, you wouldn't bloody let him lead a line at Tesco's tomorrow, would you? <laughs> He's absolutely appalling. Thanks a lot for that one, Aldo. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, we just have to really just make amends. Yeah, well, Rowett shored up at the back, as you said. I think I read a stat earlier on. We've kept more clean sheets than anybody else this year. But we're not scoring the goals. He's got to nurse Mason Bennett through through the schedule at the minute. He can't afford to play in week in, week out. Same with Matt Smith. Very effective when he does come on at times, but he isn't a 90-minute player. We need somebody that we can have up there and that will score goals. I'm not convinced about Gavardson at all. I think he's a complete and utter waste of space. He flatters to deceive a lot. We've played Sheffield Wednesday away um, in February, and I think it's the 95th minute he's through on goal. I'm thinking... Fuck me, here's your chance to make yourself a bit of a hero. He skies it into the Hillsborough end and you're thinking, well, there you go. That's about, that's, that says a lot about you. I think he seems to be one of those players that are a bit international and gets in the right place at the right time, but he just plays in slow motion for me. I mean, it doesn't do it for me either. Uh, there is a player in there, obviously, but, you know, it's got to be said, it's, it's definitely not our luck. Um, obviously, the fence you mentioned, I think I saw the stat as well. We've had 15 away games this year and kept 10 clean sheets, which is... I can't remember the last time this ever happened for us. Um, Mickey, it's, it's great to have them kind of defensive shots, isn't it? And obviously, you know, go into games and be competitive, especially away from home. Yeah, I think, you know, I think our defence is probably the most solid part of it. Um, and if we can get the rest of them playing, you know, rest of them scoring some goals and stuff, then I think we'll be there. I mean, you know, if, if Parrot comes back or, um, or we can get... Um, Tom Bradshaw or, or fucking Smith to start scoring loads of goals, then I think we're we're okay. It's just you know we we can't do both. But yes, fucking Saturday was a fuck knows what happened there, mate. They they definitely didn't turn up. But um, when we're talking about good defence, it just it just fell apart. Um, but I suppose we would do a bad day at the office, and I'd rather it be against Huddersfield than anyone else. 
I think when we had the confidence about us, and obviously no Rarit and the dugout, maybe the players just kind of, I don't know, took their eye off it a little bit on Saturday. I don't, maybe just kind of thought we'll turn up and do the business. And with Niles bringing back down to earth a little bit, maybe that was the problem, Paul. Um, I think I think there might have been an element of that, but then you know, such a good result against Preston, you'd think that you'd have a little bit of momentum on mm. carrying on into the Huddersfield game. I think also um, the foot, the front line, Bavarsen, um is, and this is what you get when you're at this sort of level, is that you get a player that's either quick, or or he can finish, or he works hard, but he can't do all three. Um, so you know, you can call Lee Gregory into that. Um, I think Bavarsen is 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 okay as a man to perhaps hold it up, but he's never going to score you any goals. Um, I think Bradshaw. The thing with Tom Bradshaw is that people forget that at the beginning of last season he started the season really really well. He was scoring goals um, and his confidence was up, but obviously for some reason you know he's not like a Morrison or where they can take a barren period and then come back and be strong for the rest of the season, if you like, and, and have a good final third of the season scoring goals week in, week out. You don't think that's going to happen with Bradshaw. Matt Smith obviously is, you know, he gets goals, but he's not the most mobile, mobile in the world. In terms of Mason Bennett, I don't know what his problem is ongoing with his, with his, with his physical uh, capability, but I like him. I like him as a player, and I, and, I, and, I, and I think he knows where the goal is. He works really, really hard. He brings his teammates into the game, and 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 I think that you know he could be a really good signing. The Zahor thing is just bad luck. A player that hasn't played for a while, he's ripped his calf. I mean, fuck me, you know that's a free month for, you know. So, I think I think as for Parrot, someone that's quite well known and 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 knows Tottenham pretty well as well, said that you know he's at that stage in his career where he could play for Spurs or Scunthorpe. That's it. Opportunity will be there for him to make his name. It's even a single swim, isn't it? Yeah, but it's, it's very similar to Harry Kane. When yeah, we when we took it. Harry Kane, Tottenham didn't know he was going to be a world beater mm. and end up, you know, England captain. And, and 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 they're saying the same thing about about Parrot. He might have it. He really might have it. But nobody knows yet. And it's 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 up to us as a club to bring it out of him, like we did with Kane. Yeah, because Kane was Kane was nowhere, was he? He was pretty much on the verge of being dropped by Spurs, wasn't he? When he well, comes to us, but he'd been he's shit, out, came, he'd been shit out of alone spells. Yeah, he'd, he'd mm. not done it, and really, he'd not really done it elsewhere. He came to us, and and he's it, we both seem to click. You know, I don't know what Neil thinks about that, but it just seems that you know we do make these players click sometimes. Yeah, uh, yeah. Well, I think that there was always a player in Yevon and Harry Kane. Yeah. Uh, Leighton Orient fans certainly uh, certainly rated him when we signed him. But you're right, I think yeah, yeah, it's really horses for courses, isn't it? He came down here, he did well. Chris Wood was another one that done absolutely nothing. Mm. And he came on loan to us and was pretty good. Uh, Parrot, they rate very highly at Tottenham from people that I've spoken to. Tottenham fans think he's a blinding little player. It's unfortunate that he's picked up two injuries right at the start with us. How's our bloody luck? Yeah. Do you think that could be... Do you think his, his injuries have been picked up because he's just not been playing football because of COVID and everything else? He's, he's, he's just not been getting the match, the match fitness and stuff to be up there and, and he's got a couple of little niggles what have turned into, you know, quite 
nasty injuries for him, or do you think he's he's prone to injury from, from his background? I would have thought it's probably somewhat to do with the fact he's probably now playing with men. And, yeah, well, let's face it, our training ground is a breeding ground for injuries. Throw out yeah, yeah. I remember it, don't you? Five, 10, 15 years, we've always had injured players. It's probably just his body's going through a bit of changes, maybe. Yeah, yeah the workload, he's coming into a more physical environment because they're probably more technical up at Tottenham. I think if you watch that all or nothing, there's a lot of technical stuff and you probably come down the Millwall and it's a bit more physical. So maybe one injury led to the other. Maybe yeah, well, we rushed him back or yeah, well, maybe he wasn't ready to come back. Yeah, but it's just bad luck really, isn't it? Let's face it. He's not quite had the upbringing of, I mean, I don't know, I'll see too much about Troy's like, youth group, but I think they only signed him from Ireland when, in 2018, 2017. He's not really been the, you know, in an academy since seven, eight years old and nurtured his way through. So I think maybe it is a case of it's catching up on him a little bit and obviously more of an adjustment time for him when he's especially come down to men's level football. So um, it's unfortunate. I think what I want to touch on as well is the other day, um, against Sheffield Wednesday, 23s, Billy Mitchell returned to action for the under-23s, and from what I hear when Gary Rowett's talking in, I think he done something with the club on Monday night um, before the Norwich game, he was name-dropping Billy Mitchell as he's going to come in and, you know, he's going to take the first-team place because that's who he is. So, I mean, if you're Billy Mitchell into that, he's probably relishing the moment, but that's, that's big words from Rowett. I mean, for him to turn around and say he's probably going to come in and take the first-team midfield spot, you know, he's not just saying that for no reason, is he, Paul? Well, no, perhaps not. I mean, I think he's a good player, but who, whose place do we see him taking? I imagine he'll be probably next to Woods because you look at Woods, he's probably undroppable, isn't he? So, I mean, at the moment, yeah. Yeah, and then you've probably then got Ryan Leonard, who's obviously out the side yesterday for Thompson. But you know, I think yeah, Mitchell. He seems where's he going to play as well is another thing because obviously he played on the right hand side towards the end of last season. There's another question. Obviously Romeo and maybe Mitchell on the right, but it is interesting. I mean, what do you think about that, Neil? Billy Mitchell. He did all right when he came in, didn't he? Mm. Uh, right back on Yevil or wherever they played him. Good little player, I think. I think everybody's willing him to do well because he is one of our own, so to speak. Bit harsh to drop Ryan Leonard. I think he's been all right the last few weeks and has started this season pretty well. Woods, as you say, is undroppable, but Rowett's obviously got a plan for him. No, I was just going to say, with, with Romeo, Romeo's obviously, you know, uh, a much better defensive player than obviously sort of getting up there as in going for attempts for the goal and whatnot, because he just can't seem to, you know, well, can't take quite. shots or whatnot. He seems, no, he, he, you know, I mean, is that is that freedom on that side um, ideal for him or, or should he really just stay, you know, Back and just stay round the middle. Don't don't go too far up, because when he does, he, he you know he's all right getting up a bit, but he just certain aspects you'd think that he would have a go at goal, just take the shot, but he doesn't. He, he just tries to pass it and fucks it. He's quite the athletic option, I think. You know, he, he does get up and down, doesn't he? I think that's probably his best thing about him is his pace, because if he makes a mistake, he's quite quick to recover as well, because you know he gets himself out in positions quite a lot. Um, I don't know. It's a hard one with him. I think Billy Mitchell, for me, if he's a central midfielder by trade, he should be central midfielder. We don't want to shoehorn him into another position, I think. 
especially being a young player at his age. I don't know. I, I, I don't think it... Obviously, on the right, when there's three defenders behind you, you might have a bit more licence to go forward. But I'd like to see him in the middle, if that's the case. I, you know, go on, Neil. I think that Romeo, there was something that caught my eye yesterday, actually, was he lost the ball, I think, midway inside the Norwich half and actually chased back and and put in a tackle right back on the edge of his own penalty area, which which actually impressed me. I think he's great going forward. Final product is absolutely rancid. <laughs> if the boy could cross a football, he couldn't cross a road, could he? Let's face it. It's the one thing that actually lets him down is his crossing and his distribution toward you know, the final ball, if you know what I mean. It was the pressing game, wasn't it? You look at it was like yeah. first half, four or five opportunities. It's fresh in the memory now. I'm just thinking about it now. He's forward on the right hand side in the first half, and then he just either beat, he hits the first man or it's going out behind the kept goal. That is hit and miss. And let's be honest, if he had that down to a T, then I don't know what else would stop him from leaving us and going to a higher team, really, to be honest. But yeah, I mean, Paul, you want anything to add on Marlon? Or? Well, I just, I just think that's probably why, you know, Millwall's as good as he's going to get. You know, because he's not, you know, he's not that next level. He's not, when we had um, Glenn Johnson and players like that, you know, you can tell the class. So I think, I think, I think Marlon is good going forward. There's no doubt that he works well with Jed on that side. I think they've got a really good understanding. Um, and, and like you said, I think, I think he played, I think Marlon played really, really well against Norwich. I think, I, I'm not sure that he's good enough defensively, but I think the unit defensively is good enough, if you, if you see what I mean. So there's, there's yeah, always, no, I agree with that. There's always cover for, for his yeah. defensive uh, frailties. That might not be the, the right word, but, but I think there's always cover for him. So at the moment, with the back four or the back five, whatever we play, there seems to be plenty of room for Marlon to go careering up the pitch, which is a good thing. And as Neil said, if he had the end product, he wouldn't be playing at Millwall. Definitely. I think um, it'll be interesting to see what happens today. I think we've touched a lot on the last few games. Obviously, quickly on Saturday's game against Sheffield Wednesday, it'll be an interesting proposition, going back up there again to Hillsborough. At this point, we can't go to that game. I always like going up to Sheffield Wednesday. It's always a nice ground to go to, and Sheffield's a good away day as well. So... Obviously, yeah, a, a timely reminder of obviously we can't go to our games, but so be it. Um, they got a big win last night against Bournemouth, one nil. Bournemouth haven't lost yet, so I think they'll be spurred on by that. And I read somewhere earlier apparently their twelve point deduction is going to go down to six points. So I don't know if that's going to be in time for Saturday's game or not, but I'm sure there'll be kind of like you know a chance for them to kind of kick on a bit. What are we expecting ahead of Saturday, Mickey? Really, this. 12 to 6. Yeah, I, I, it was literally in the last hour or so. I saw ITV journal or some sort of journal. He said that it's going from 12 to 6. So, I mean, that that's an interesting one because obviously it's down to financial fair play, the reason they got it in the first place. And that's a whole new topic for another day with that one because if you've got the rules there and they're breaching it, why are they able to rescind it? Why are they able to get it reduced? It's, that's always a slime, slimy slope, that one, I think. Yeah, massively. I mean... Um... I think I think it'll be a hard game, but I think you know we should be able to um, we should be able to hopefully get a result there. So I was just looking at it as we were talking now to see what's what. Um, but no, I think we I think we should be able to get a result 
if as long as we play like we did on Saturday, or, or like we did last night, then I think we get a result. I think that if we turn up like we did with um, Huddersfield, then I think we'd be fucked. And the problem is, I wouldn't want to be one of those players, mate, going in that dressing room with fucking Pierce after we lost. I'd rather go in the dressing room with Rowlett, to be fair, right? Do you know what I mean? Yeah, no, Sheffield... Um, yeah, 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 Sheffield Wednesday's been lifted off the bottom of the championship table after points deduction is half. You see Mickey Wednesday. checking the legitimacy of my sources here, guys. You know what I mean? He's not, he didn't believe a word <laughs> I had to say, though. <laughs> no, no, I just wanted to see what was what, you fucking... Do you not know after Norwich were on the other day, I've got the championship knowledge. It's all in here, mate. Don't worry. Championship knowledge? You're a fucking closet Norwich fan. And after the other day, you can't. Fucking hell. Even Neil agrees that you're a fucking proper closet. Oh, he's... he's how did it go? How did it go, Omar? He's... he's so and so, you're your director of football. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, he's yeah, yeah. Fuck me. So right, right, I'm on top of Sheffield Wednesday news as well as everyone else, mate. Don't worry, championships all in here. Don't worry. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean that's a bit weird. It's it's yeah. Wednesday we formed that there's 12 points, and now the punishment set by ah the revised punishment. It's their appeal. Um, yeah. was uh, has been reset by the arbitration panel on Wednesday. Um, we'll see their current points grow from minus one to five, lifting them above Wickham Wanderers now into 23rd place. So they're out of bottom three. Um, I think it's so, negative. Yeah, I don't think I think that should never be allowed. I think you've got the rules there for a reason. The talk last season was whether they should have done it last season because then if I think if Sheffield Wednesday had the points deduction, Charlton fans were saying they would have stayed up and stuff like that. It runs back to then. So that's another story for another day. But anyway, back to Saturday's game. What are we expecting on Saturday, Neil? You got high hopes? Not really. <laughs> we're Millwall fans. Fuck you. Get off. <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, we're Millwall fans, aren't we? Uh, yeah, well, they've had a good start to the season, let's face it. If, yeah, but if you take that point deduction aside, they'd be around about the middle of the table. They've picked up one or two very good results. It'll be a very hard game. It is a hard game up there. But it's one that we... Yeah, but it's a really enjoyable away day normally. Shame we can't go to it. It's always a bit lively, isn't it? Indeed. Uh, I'd like to yeah, see... Yeah, but the trouble is... trouble is with Sheffield, you've got that fucking Dave Roberts, who's the copper in charge up there, and he's also the, the copper in charge of the football unit at UK. I think that, that's, a, that's the same copper who um, over Sheffield... I think it was over Sheffield Wednesday United before who um, had a meeting with the MSC last season, season before, to try and stop him um, giving us silly kick-off times and all that sort of lot. But, yeah, he's a bit of a nightmare. He's a bit of a job's worth, mate. He's the one who's fighting to make clubs pay more for policing. Yeah, but he's meeting with his own with the MSC. Uh... <laughs> no yeah, comment. The <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, no, 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 yeah, but I'd quite like Thanks, to see him the up there, actually. Getting back onto serious points, I'd quite like us to see. Uh, I'd quite like us to go with two up front up there, maybe a flat back four. Yeah, I think we could. We've got to be a little bit more adventurous. It's okay keeping a clean sheet, but we've got to look like scoring. Hmm. Unfortunately, Neil, could you get any more cliches in that in that statement of yours? Yeah, we can't any more up, football cliches. <laughs> we need two up front. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we, got we need a, 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 a flat back four. We need <laughs> 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 a flat back four. 
Keep the sheet clean. <laughs> oh, mate, we're gonna have to we're gonna have to have that Millwall podcast debate bingo going forward, didn't we? Do you know? <laughs> Long as it's not a drinking game. No, I do agree though. It will be a tough game Saturday, and I do. I I, I like the shout out two up front. Maybe a game for Matt Smith on Saturday. We'll have to wait and see. What are you expecting from Saturday, Paul? Before we move on to other things. Um, what 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 I'm expecting? I'm not sure what I'm expecting, but I'd like I'd like to take a point at least. Um, I, I'm not sure. Without without pushing them back, and uh, as Neil said, game with two up front, I'm not sure that we there's enough goals in us to win by more than one goal. So um, we, we're going to have to nick a goal and then defend it probably. Um, but I'd take to score the goal. Sorry. Who who do you think will score our goal on Saturday? Smith. What's this? Britain's got talent. Um. I, I think um, I think probably Smith if he plays. I, I think it probably comes from a set piece, and you know what we have got the defence to defend it. But I, I've said it before, and I know we did it against Preston last week. But very rarely are we going to st- score two goals um, or more to win a game. So I think I think ultimately until we get our forward line back up and running, as it were, literally, as in not injured. I think I think we've we've got a we've got a nick goals, um, and I would take a point from Sheffield. I, I think it would be a good as as Neil alluded to, they've started the season pretty well, notwithstanding the points deduction, um, and I, I and I think a point will be a reason a reasonable result. Of course, I'd love us to win. No, I agree with you. And also, I think with the likes of Leonard sitting out on the other day, you know, Pierce has not played a few games, you know, Bennett not playing as well from the start. Some changes will be there. We'll have to wait and see what happens Saturday. Off the field, we saw, um, obviously, it was Remembrance Day and Mill done there. Remembrance bash for us. Um, Mickey, you got any thoughts on that one before we, you know, you can lead us into it? Many thanks to Mel for doing um, the Remembrance Day and doing every single one of us really, really proud. Um, and obviously, like I said before, the Berserker lot, the youth lot who, um, who remembered it as well and put a reef on Lee's bench and... Uh, and pretty much hearing that we raised shed loads of um, shed loads of money for the poppy appeal. Great um, on the pitch, as I said previous show, the pitch on that day wasn't about the knee. Um, the knee shouldn't have been taken. It should have been about remembering our fallen um, and showing them the respect, uh, rather than uh, merging it with. Um, with something else. It should have been all about the soldiers, really. Um, yeah, that's that's my thoughts. Very, very um, disrespectful, I thought. The beginning part, superb. The bench, um, everything else. Also, the referee, what was his name? Gavin Ward? Is it yep. Gavin Ward, Neil? Yep. Gavin right. Ward fucking up the last, the last post-up. We've had issues before where... Um, obviously, because I've done it in the last couple of years and organised last posts and stuff like that. And it's always been um, a bane. You know, Billy makes sure that he explains it, he writes it down and he tells them how it's going to be, right, we're going to do last post. And for some unknown reason, referees always like to blow. As soon as last post is over, they like to blow their whistle as a start of the silence and then blow it at the end when the reveal starts or the Ravel, or whatever it's called, starts at the last part of the last post. Um, but, you know, I'm hearing that the referee completely forgot about the minute silent um, and blew the whistle after the last post and went in. But, you know, uh, 
too many fuck-ups for me on the pitch on Saturday with everything. Um, you know, it should have just been paid our respects, bugle, last post, minute silent, to finish the last post, and then crack on and, and play the game a lot better than what we did. But my we'll thoughts, about, mate, are... Um, we'll talk about the elephant in the yeah. room. I mean, there's a lot of stuff on social media about it, and obviously, I feel we're all the same in this one. Obviously, the knee was taken as well before the game started. It has its PR. We've discussed it on a previous show, Neil, didn't we, where we mentioned about, you know, the knee is kind of dragged on a bit too much, a lot of people think, and it's lost its real meaning. What was your thoughts on that one on Saturday? Well, funnily enough, I saw Man United tonight. We were recording this on Wednesday night, and they didn't take a knee in the Champions League. Interesting. Quite interesting. They just, yeah, they just got on with it. I think it's about time that we got on with it, actually. I think that, We've discussed it to death, and there's not much really more you can say on it. We racism's wrong; you should have respect for everybody. I think that there's a grand swell, certainly amongst Millwall fans, that we ought to be stopping it. Whether or not they do is another thing. I don't think they will, because I don't think they want to be the first team to stop doing it. I think the first team that stops doing it will get a lot of bad publicity. And uh, I think that if it's Millwall, you can amplify that by about 100, can't you, really? I feel like um, you're right, because that's the, the crux of it, really. No one wants to be the first club to do it. I think, was it QPR and Les Ferdinand a few weeks ago when it was on Sky on the Friday night? They got them busted for it. And, you know, he, he was quite... He, was, he, he said exactly what we're saying, that the need, the meaning of taking it lost its true meaning for him. And that's obviously coming from, you know... Uh, someone that's in a high position in football you know I think Paul you, you was quite obviously vocal about it last time we was on the air as well um, what did you think of it on Saturday? Well I, I, I'll echo uh, everybody else's comments and say I, I, I thought it was totally wrong in the context of Saturday's game and what, what it was what it meant in terms of the remembrance and I know we're, we're, we're still eight days nine days away from remem- the real true remembrance Sunday but um, I, I, you know, other clubs have stood up and not took the knee. Middlesbrough, I think, did it the other week. You mentioned QPR that have got, you know, a black guy in, as a director of football who said it was an empty gesture. Um, frankly, I said it last week, and I've I, and I've let, you know, Steve Kavanagh know. I I've, I won't be spending another penny of my money at Millwall until this is stopped. And call me what you want. You can call me a racist. You can call me whatever you like. I don't, I don't really give a shit because there's nothing that says that I have to throw my money at a company. And I'm, I'm a consumer. I'm a customer, right? I'm a paying customer uh, to, to watch that every week. Now, frankly, I won't be doing it. So um, I, think, I think what needs to happen, and I said in my email, I said in my email to Steve that, that a leader leads and he, as a chief executive, needs to lead. Now, however much we think is going to rebound on Millwall, when have we ever given a shit about what the press think of us, right? So you can have the Sun, the Mail, the Express, writing that we're fucking racist. They've been writing that since I've been supporting this, this club for the last 40 years. Uh, and the only difference now is that we are much better at PR than we ever were. 
And the reason we're better at PR is because of people like Steve Kavanagh and, and his backroom staff. You know, he, he's slick. He's quite good at what he does, right? But what yeah. he's there to do is make money for the club, and I get it. So they're shit scared of stopping it because they feel that they will suffer in the pocket, right? As far as I'm concerned, there is no room for politics in sport, as far as I'm concerned, right? Other people might disagree with that. But Black Lives Matter is now a registered political party, right? Now, we would not have banners and, and demonstrations on the pitch supporting, say, the Brexit party or Nigel Farage's latest incarnation of a party. And I don't think we should be doing it for Black Lives Matter. There you go. I've spoken to numerous Millwall fans and numerous football fans that have all kind of had the same thoughts of, you know, taking the knee and especially Saturday as well. I mean, you mentioned obviously about, you know, the PR image and obviously I think maybe the club, the, a bit of a criticism from me is, you know, they're too worried about potential customers and they're not looking after their own customers, not listening to what's being said from the fans on our side. I think it's not, it doesn't take a genius to work out what the fans are thinking as a general consensus. Yeah, I, I... I think with the PR side of it, I think, you know, if you look at, um, what's his name? James McLean? Is it James? The poppy. He doesn't wear the poppy. Yeah. yeah. He doesn't wear the poppy and all that. And he, it, it's, it's him what gets the bad press as such, not, not his club or he plays for and whatnot. And I think the problem is, is that with Millwall, if we, if we had him at Millwall, Millwall would take the flag. I think it's an easy option for the press and the PR um, to go in. I think with, with bad publicity, you know, people say, you know, all, all publicity is good publicity, even if it's bad. But I think with Millwall, is that, and Neil will probably back me up with this, being obviously what you do for a living, Neil, um, is something what goes on at Millwall has the potential to damage them going years in advance and I think their big concern at the moment is they've just managed to start getting the commercial income together and working i.e. today with the game um, with the game company etc etc Husky which is obviously the biggest sponsorship deal they've ever had um, and, and shirt sponsorship and everything else I think that they are more looking going forward potentially um, on a damage limitation um, and just sort of letting it go and waiting for someone else to stop it rather than them being the people to say, because I don't, I don't believe they want to do it um, with everything what's been said and everything else what's been across social media and, and forums and whatnot this weekend. And, you know, like Paul said, hats off to, to Steve Kavanagh who's replied to everybody who emailed him and everything else. But I just think that if they come out and made stand potentially it could damage them for the next three four five years through sponsorship and everything else but i do think that as a whole um the pfa the fa uh the efl the premier league needs to suddenly say right this has got to stop all put some money in and actually actually do something towards racism don't keep putting kick it out there because kick it out is is great at what they do if if you let them do what they do. But the problem is they fight year on year for their funding. What they should do is go, right, here's a chunk of money, you do it. And, and just rather than having to come around 
you know, cap in hand, begging, everything else. It, it, it's got, I mean, there's a guy who works for the FSF or the FSA, whatever it's fucking called right now, um, Anwar. Anwar is um, superb in what he does. You know, it, 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 it's about inclusivity. It's about, you know, doing things and community and everything else. And he believes that Millwall is, in the community where Millwall is, it's in a prime location, a prime, prime place to actually do good. And let's not be funny. Millwall started um, the anti-racism stuff back in, what, 92, 93 with Millwall for All. They're one of the, they were the first ones to go into the Hall of Fame as such, the excellence to kick it out. They've, they've, there's award after award after award for what they've done. And I think that it should be them and others and just go, Bob, look, this is what you do. This is how we're going to address it and, and go forward. Um, and then that way you're actually going to do good out of it rather than at the moment, you know, what, what's the benefit in a minute? It's, it's nothing. I'd rather them plough a load of money in and actually do something what gets good publicity, actually makes a change rather than, you know, what they're doing now. Paul, you had your hand up uh, halfway through there. What was you going to add? Yeah, in? I just, I just think, I just think if it, look, I just think the smart director of of Millwall will try and get it stopped now, because once we go back, it won't be carrying on. You know, it, and then you'll get more bad publicity uh, by having fifteen thousand fans in the ground, the majority of whom would 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 take exception to this type of thing going on. I'll revert back to what I said before about political gestures, right? The racism thing is, is, is a separate thing. Number one, this country is probably the most inclusive country in the world, right? You, you know, you've get, you get certain players that, that have the wildest riches in, in both the Premier League and, and the Championship. And a lot of them, you know, a majority of them are black players. And they've, they've, yeah. They, they they get the money, they get the riches. They are, let's be fair, privileged, right? So um, I think I think it's a I think it's a bit rich sometimes when this country tends to do as much as it can, and clubs like Millwall do a lot for their local community, and their local community does you know have a lot of uh, locally ethnic population or, or black and minority ethnic, and. And, and we just get bashed about for it all the time. We might as well do nothing, frankly, because there's nothing that Millwall can do to be right. So I'd rather they get bite the bullet now and say, look, you know, we've supported this. We feel now the time has come to move on whilst still looking to eradicate racism. Because when we come back to the ground, that their, their, their bad PR is going to go through the roof. I think we're not we're no. not hiding from the point here where you know it's probably we we know not every player probably wants to do it and some are doing it to back their teammates up some are doing it because you know the, the scared of the backlash from it maybe it should be a thing where it's not forced on players but we'll have a few seconds before the game anyone that wants to do it can do it anyone doesn't want yeah. to do it don't do it it shouldn't be a case of you know people don't believe for whatever reasons they have I mean Neil you got anything to add on the conversation on this one or. I think everything's been said. I, I, I do agree with Paul. I think that as soon as crowds are allowed back in grounds, I think it will stop. Mm -hmm. But I don't think that will just purely be us. 
I think there's a number of other clubs that probably feel the same. I think if you take a look at Twitter, there's fans from all all four divisions that aren't in favour of it. Neil. Go on. On a PR basis, if you, obviously, you're a sports journalist, how would you advise um, a club to deal with this on a PR, on a PR front? Yeah, it's a difficult one. It really is. You're going to get slated for it initially, but if you put some, if you put the resources into your community and you say this is what we're doing, you can negate that. Yeah, I think that you could just ride it out initially. Yeah, well, most clubs. But do you think I, Millwall could ride it out though? It depends on the commercial partners. I think I think if Mill's commercial partners were aware of it and why, yeah, they'd probably get a little bit of bad publicity for a couple of days and that would probably be it. But, yeah, it's a difficult one. Unless it happens, until it happens, you can't really say. But, but personally, I think a couple of days bad publicity, if that. I suppose really as well is that Husky is a bit like, you know, the Red Bull. Everything is all about, you know, their, their, their advertising and whatnot. Image. Yeah. yeah and, you know, and we've done a lot of work with them, obviously, what with the third strip, which yeah. which looks like Husky bottle, doesn't it? Yeah, but they want to send us some products more than well. Don't start fucking Omar off again, mate. Neil's on segways here. I love it. I'm good. I, I, this is, you know, it's perfect segue. But yeah, you're right. I mean, cool. It is a husky bottle of chocolate, no? Yeah, definitely. What they should do is give you a free six pack, shouldn't they? They should give you a six pack of, of hot chocolate with every shirt brought. Yeah, but, yeah, but let's face it, Mick, it's the only six pack that me and you are going to get, isn't it? <laughs> oh, do you know what? Do you know what? I saw something the other day which says, I don't need a six pack, I just want kebabs. <laughs> do me, mate. I think if I can make a serious point on, on Husky, I think Husky came in before all of this stuff um, started up. Um, I, think, I think Husky, obviously, are, they're a partner of the club. Um, I think Omar's right. If players want to, to, to kneel down, and they think that it's a gesture that they feel is going to change the world, then let them crack on. But what I don't want is, is other players having to feel the need that they have to do it, otherwise they will be construed as being a racist. So, you know, if you're nil, you're not a racist, but if you stand up, you are a racist. Yeah, is that the old nil? Would you your door, Paul? Sorry, mate? Yeah, was that the old Bill knocking on your door there? Not, not this time. It has happened a few times. I've got to say. <laughs> so basically, Paul keeps a West Ham fan in the basement and the guy's just getting a bit rowdy. <laughs> yeah, get on the fat Dan. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, a question for you, Neil. Would you, obviously, look, we're not going to mention it. We know there's obviously certain players and whatnot. But would you possibly advise that player to maybe come out with a story explaining why they're doing it? Yeah, I think that... Yeah, it's a difficult one. We're going around and around and around here. I think... Yeah, no, we'll end with this point, but it was just... I mean, I just wondered... 
they maybe need to explain to the fan base why they're still doing it because the feeling is quite strong. And we would support them. If it, if it was explained to us why or whatnot, then, you know, I think, I think we probably would support them to, you know, to be fair. Um, but well, has it lost it? Yeah, totally. And now it just seems, I don't know, it just seems to be a fashion accessory, doesn't it, at the start of a football match? Hmm. I mean, who, um, Neil, do you, do you follow any American sport? No. Well, I'm, I'm being led to believe that some of the viewing figures on, on, on lots of American sports, including the baseball and stuff, have, have plummeted. Funny, yeah, well, I did a thing on talk radio a few weeks ago. Uh, Fuck me. Kevin Sullivan gets more fucking plugs on this show than anything else. Yeah, well, that's who it was with, actually, believe it or not. <laughs> and he made the point that when they did it in basketball, they lost half their audience, so they stopped it immediately. Yeah. That says it all, really, doesn't it? I heard the I heard the baseball would uh, you know the baseball figures are down by you know like thirty forty percent. I think I think people don't tend to have the they just don't have the stomach for it anymore. I think I think it's 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 linked to too much if you like ideology that that isn't necessarily in keeping with people's everyday lives. You know Marxist theory and stuff like that. I don't want to get too political, but I think it's linked to things that that certain uh, populations, including the football population of this country, mostly don't like the idea of. Simple as that. We're paying customers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, I think it would help if they came out and they said why they're still doing it, to be quite honest. But, hey, I don't think that will happen. We'll never get the real reason, will we, let's be honest. Exactly. But that's Question. Question for you. Omar, are you going to buy the third kit? And walk round like you're a bottle of husky chocolate. He will. I've never. I've not bought he's, the tops for a long while, it. right? I've not he's bought. He's already bought it. No, no, he's I've already not, brought it. Look. I've not bought the tops for a long while, but I've got to say, this season, all three kits, thumbs up from me. I do think that the the third one is not so much because I put personally put the tag on it of it being a bottle of husky chocolate, but. That's fine, you know. Husky is our sponsor, and I'm sure they're looking after us in a, in a good way for that to happen in the first place. So, but I do, I love the home kit, I love the away kit. Third one, I'm on the fence about, but I probably won't be buying the third kit this year. But I've not bought a kit for years, and I'm probably going to get the first and second over Christmas, I reckon. Santa going to bring it for you, is he? Hopefully, fingers crossed. If I've been a good boy. <laughs> Oh, Santa comes down the chimney with his big mask on. <laughs> yeah. you, don't, you don't prefer the Norwich shirt, then? Nah. I might. The Sheffield Wednesday shirt looks good, though, mate. So I might, you know, I might have a little dabble on that one. Omar's <laughs> <laughs> got three teams, now. <laughs> <laughs> tune in. Tune in to Omar's Championship Podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Put me up with Benjamin Bloom, mate. He's the championship guru, isn't he? So, you know. <laughs> but anyway, uh, we, I'll take it on to... On. I'll take the convo into an interesting one for you because I, I, I didn't actually tell you about this one, Mickey, but um, I'm going to read an email. Hello, Emma. I hope you're well and thank you for your email. On Friday, the 18th of September, the club began the process of issuing refunds to supporters who had requested one from the last season's cancelled games against Derby County, Barnsley, Swansea City and Charlton Athletic, as well as the Community Trust fundraising dinner and pro-rata 2019-20 season ticket claims. 
The total amount being returned to fans from the refunds is £318,877, with around 4,000 supporters to contact. This is a manual process involving club staff calling supporters by phone to arrange their refund. Unfortunately, there is no alternative method, and the club wishes to assure supporters that the staff are working through the list of refunds requests as quickly as possible, and thanks everyone for being concerned and their ongoing patience. Kind regards, Lucy Gary, assistant to head of ticketing. So that was an email last week that I sent just to ask what was going on. It was a one-line email from me saying, I've not had any contact. Can you provide me with an update? And I've got a full decent return there. I mean, I'm sure it's a generic copy and paste, but I've had no contact yet and it's gone on for quite a while. Yeah, but not being funny, Omar. Your, your beginning of your name is O and mm-hmm. um, I think you're pretty much fucked down the list, mate. Um, no, I know. You know, I reckon they'll probably contact you probably May 2022. Um, <laughs> yeah, but at least, listen, at least Skalak's still nicking his eight grand away, okay? It's fucking brilliant. <laughs> I mean, look, I understand. I, I, I wasn't in a hurry for it, and I still ain't. It was more so they put the sign out about a month or so ago now, and, that, and nothing happened, you know what I mean? So it's, it was more like out of interest, you know, what's going on. But obviously, I understand the process, but 4,000 people is not a lot to get through, surely? I, I, I don't know. If, if, if well, it is, full... it, it is when they're making the ticket staff redundant. Correct. That's it. If you had a full uh, quota of staff, I reckon it'd be done by now. But yeah. Well, I... Don't forget, probably a lot of them have gone back on furlough now. Correct. So maybe in a year's time, I might get my refund back. But again, it's not about the well, money. It's not about... It's, but it was just the whole PR not getting, you know... That's you know if they want if they're worrying about PR so much why are they not looking after people that are waiting for their refunds? Because because, oh my, Jordan, because we Jordan don't do. matter. Yeah. We don't matter. That's well, the point. There you go. You see. <laughs> I don't care. I know. Do um. Yeah. Oh my, do you want to? do you want to accept a challenge? Go on. Email them back and say, look, rather than contacting me for my sixty pound, why don't you just send me um both the home shirts, the home and away shirt. <laughs> And I'll be happy with that. That's it. Good point. Don't we'll don't be out of stock. Say, <laughs> so can you deliver it with one of the players with a beard dressed in a Santa no, outfit? Probably, <laughs> Mick, Mick, they'll send him one in your size because <laughs> right, that's the ones that they order. You can't. You say no fucking six XL. You fucking. Oh, I'm not. Can't. I'm sure once that's Santa gives, if Santa gives me my present, once he turns away, walks away from the doorstep, he have a big husky chocolate logo on the back of him as well. Probably. <laughs> 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 yeah. Wait, that's that's it, isn't it? That's it. When Millwall does the kids' party this year, they just have a husky top on with a bit of snow and a bit of fur around the top, and it'll look like, do you know what I mean? Santa does husky. Well, that's another show completely. But... <laughs> well, yeah. 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 I've got that in my DVD collection, I think. Yeah, <laughs> but just in case anyone is like me wondering where their refund is, I mean, the club yeah. are telling me this is last week. It's still in the process, so I'm sure we'll eventually get that. But yeah, it's it was just I thought it was a funny reply that I got from a one one line email. But one of those things, ain't it? But what can we do about it? See, I mean, they are from the club. I must admit, it, What's that, that? yeah, this is pretty bad PR. Yeah, from the yeah. club, very very poor. They've only yeah they've got four or five thousand people to get through yeah they could give you the option of donating the money if you like to the community scheme which probably means that they could kick the can down the road a little bit 
But if mm. people do I... it, they could give them a credit against tickets or even a shirt or whatever. Can I? No, can I? Go on, if mate. I was fan on the board, if I was fan on the board still, You're I would probably right. put a suggestion, that, and I'm not. But if I was, and I resigned, so yeah. But if I was, I would probably suggest to the club social distancing and all of that lot. <coughs> I'd probably suggest to the club to maybe get some volunteer fans and get them to help phone round. So you know, some fans, um, and then basically, I you know, say to them, look, your refund's here. How would you want it? And put it to them, you know, because I, I would offer. I mean, I've said this since the refunds. Um, saga started and you know joking with Omar back then I reckon that if you phoned up a lot of fans and said to them look you know you do 30 quid 40 quid um, do you want your money or would you like us to send you a shirt and I reckon there'd be a lot of people would say you know send us a shirt that way the club still make you know it's not going to cost them you know a shirt's going to cost them a lot cheaper than what it would be there uh, or you know would you like it as a voucher for the shop or would you like it as a you know a donation or would you like this or that a few options. I mean, Charlton done the same. Um, Charlton gave a load of options and whatnot, and most of theirs seems to have um, been dealt with um, and whatnot. I mean, I don't know fully, but I can find out. But I just think that needs to be an option. But I do agree. I do understand that social distancing and data protection, what probably Paul's going to sit there and say about, um, no. you might not be able to do it. Oh, okay. No. Well, let's keep the PR train churning and offer that Hang on, pull have, hand up. have your staff yeah. working from home and do that you know what i mean i don't know but anyway pull out his hand up and neil's what he's yeah, no no what, 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 what i was going to say they fucked it with me anyway so i want my money back i'm not i'm not as i said earlier i'm not spending another penny and any penny that i can get back off the club i'll get back frankly uh, at the moment and i think i speak I, I had a conversation with peter who's not here tonight unfortunately but you know we're both done at the moment we're both finished. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, I'm, I'm with you as well. I think away games um, I'll, I'll, is, yeah. is the way forward. Well, you know, uh, at the moment, you know, it'll be away games for me. Go on, Neil. I do know, I do know from experience that other clubs at the end of last season, they put, uh, they gave people an option they put it on the official website email us and they gave you three or four options and uh tell us what you want to do because i have tickets yeah because yeah i have tickets for another team uh to watch with family okay Um, so who's your fucking second team then we know we know norwich is is omar's come on out out with it me and Paul don't have second teams. We're none of that. We're we're real wool. What's your second team? Plymouth Argyle, where I live. Oh, for fuck's sake. <laughs> you're real wool, but you're also Kent wool. That's the worst of the worst. <laughs> <laughs> I'm joking. I've got my Kent postcode as me, well. <laughs> me, me, and Paul, me and Paul are both Kent. But yeah, so... <laughs> so what? Do you know what I mean? No. Actually, um, do you know what? The reason it's Kent is because you can get a lot more for your buck out here. Um, right. But it, it is a pain in the arse. I mean, I used to live five minutes from the den. It used to be a breeze. Match day, walk. I was there in five, ten minutes max. Cut the beers on the way, beers to the ground. Now, I mean, as Paul, you know, Paul knows as well. Now, it's fucking an hour, depending on the train, maybe an hour and a half. Um, 
And, yeah, he's a ball late. Getting to the ground now, he's a ball late. Away games would probably be easier to get to um, than, you know, than um, home games. Because I can go straight to Ebbsfleet, get straight into town in, in 15 minutes. Mm-hmm. Straight to King's Cross in 15 minutes. And then, obviously, walk up to Euston or King's Cross and, and straight up to an away game. So, yeah, to be fair, that's a lot easier probably for me than, than getting to the den. Um because obviously I've got to go into town to come back out of town. So, uh, yeah, I don't care. Thanks for having me, though, for being a Ken cunt. Thanks. <laughs> well, you're, you're calling me the Norwich second team, so, you know, if you're going to get be That's going to be the new it. podcast, isn't it? That's <laughs> going to be the new podcast. Me and Paul are going to do a show called The Kent Cunts. <laughs> <laughs> it's got a so, ring to it. Question. That's it. Um, we, we put it on the list. Do you think, and look, I know, and and I'll put the you know, disclosure out there, I'm not the biggest fan of the MSC at all, and I'm not. Um, with my time at AMS, time a fan of the board, et cetera, et cetera, both, both lots of the MSC um, I didn't necessarily get on with. The first lot, I didn't think they were fit for purpose. The second lot, I don't get on with. Um, but do you think they should be doing more publicly um, regarding obviously refunds, etc., 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 or do you think they they should be just sitting in the shadows like they are? They're completing out a waste of space. Yeah, too far in the pocket of the club. They ought to be holding the club accountable for things like this because this is people's money. Yeah, um, we've had the silent wall treatment from them. Yeah, they should be stepping up to the mark, doing what needs to be done. They should be pushing the club, putting out statements, keeping the fans informed. But I've never... I think probably the Millwall supporters club's too far in the pocket of the club and they don't want to ruin a cosy relationship. I have to agree, I think. I mean, aside from when they retweet my content on uh, Twitter last night, you know, I'll, I'll give him a thumbs up for that <laughs> one. So... You know, I'm. I, 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 you know, I'm, <laughs> they're in my good books until until the EFL come in and fucking kick you off for copyright <laughs> infringement, like they did to us last week. Um, you know, did you see that the club posted it as well? Exactly did, yeah. the same clip, nearly word for word, the same yeah. as all. Commiserations and our thoughts go to Carl, Carl Bates, a friend of the show. Hopefully he's okay and his arse is all right after falling on <laughs> breaking a chair yesterday during the commentary. That was that was good value that I couldn't stop laughing once it happened. Quality, for those of you who've not for those of you who've not heard it, at the end of this before we go to the final music, Omar will put it in for you so you can hear it. Definitely. It's worth a listen, that it was good value. But yeah, the MSC, obviously they've had the it's just the MSC, isn't it? I suppose you know. It's it's hard one because obviously it's funded by the club in a sense, isn't it? And they're always controlled by the club. They're quick to always, um, you know. They're they not funded that, by the club anymore. They're not funded anymore. Are they, I thought they were. No, when when no when the old MSC when there was um, shenanigans going on or alleged shenanigans um, going on um, with accounts not being checked, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera, I I um, unless it's changed, but because we can't see the minutes and whatnot, I don't know. But I don't think it has. I um, petitioned the board um, to remove the um, the one pound uh, per season ticket and fan to to go to the MSC. What what that ended up going was going into a fan engagement fund with six at the club and any fan group um, used to. I mean, I don't know what the rules on it now, but when I was when I was there, it was basically any fan group. So, for instance, we could if we wanted to take a load of 
old-timers to a, an away game, we could apply to the fan engagement and say, look, you know, or we wanted to bring fans to the club, a load of old boys who ain't been for ages, put a coach on from um, Kent or somewhere, um, where all the real wall live now, and uh, and you'll be able to get some money out of the club for it. So uh, that's what it was there for back then. Whether or not it's still there for that now, I don't know. I don't know what's happened to the money or anything else, what was there. Um, but it was a few grand or so in there back then. So, uh, so yeah, that's, that's what it was. So that's all we've got for tonight. I mean, sh- huge shout as always to Neil and Paul. Thank you both for coming on. Great content, great value as always. Um, hopefully no, no we'll see you soon. Brilliant, mate. Super. No problem. And cheers to Mickey, my co-host, um, sitting in his car, you know, doing his bit for the for the pod there as always. Thanks, Mickey. Yeah, no worries. It's it's my dream, mate, to be uh, Omar's uh, bitch um, for Kent. <laughs> <laughs> and we've always talked about obviously YouTube and stuff, but you know, we're going to be coming towards you guys soon with a lot of good content, and so. You might be hearing the voice that you heard tonight in maybe video format. So watch out, watch this space. It's all I'll say for now. I think we'll maybe do another show in a bit, Mickey, and discuss more details what we plan to do, I think, because it'd be good to kind of get an idea out there. So, Yeah, we, 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 we'll do a show where we ask the fans some, some ideas, what we've got, and whether or not they want us to do it. Yeah, absolutely. Good call. But yeah, um, like I said, I'll put Carl's clip in now, give a little shout out to him, and obviously have a little laugh at his expense. And um, yeah, we'll be back on Monday, hopefully with three points in the back from Plays the ball across towards Jed Wallace. Can't quite find him. Oh, oh Christ. <laughs> the chair's collapsed that I was on. I will continue with the professional that I am. Told you that chair was going to go. Right. Millwall in possession now. It's Pookie. So I have to get onto another chair due to completely smashing the other one. Pookie now. Tries to get into possession. And that chair. I will take a picture of that so anybody on social media wants to see a chair ruined by myself. I know I should have gone to Weight Watchers. (laughs) Apologies, boys and girls, but... (laughs) Apologies for Max, but... (laughs) Oh, Christ. (laughs) Membership fees apply after free trial. Cancel any time. Can I be real with you for a second? That goal you have to exercise and eat better... You really can do it, but nobody is going to do it for you. Nobody is going to push you out of bed to work out. Nobody is going to make you eat better. But here's the thing. Nobody has to. 
because you can do it if you have the right tools and a community that cares about helping you get results. And that's us, Beachbody. Two and a half million people, each doing the Beachbody program that fits our own goals. Over 80 to choose from. Some that take just 20 minutes a day. Nutrition plans that teach you how to eat healthy and still enjoy food. What we all have in common is we know it's not easy, so we help each other. It's as convenient as your TV or laptop, but you need to decide that you're worth it. That's why I'm inviting you to try our amazing Beachbody fitness and nutrition programs. Let us help you succeed. Here's Al. Go to Beachbody.com to claim your free membership and start feeling great. You might think most banks are the same. At Premise, we agree, and we don't like it. Most banks have been given a pass, and we wondered why. Then, we wondered why not. Why not cut red tape? Why not offer actually free checking? Why not send a driver to you? Yeah, literally to your door. Premise is here to be different and be the first bank to get it right. Welcome to banking as it should be. Visit premisebank.com to see how. Member FDIC. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.